Hello, and welcome to the Enterprise Endpoint Experts Podcast, E-Cubed. I'm your host, Bill Burnett, and our guest today is Kim Opelfins. Nice to meet you, Bill. Good to uh, meet you. Good to meet you. And, well, thanks for pronouncing my name, but I have challenges with some English words and pronunciation. <laughs> my last name was completely accurate. It's Opelfins, but... Opelfins. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you for correcting me on that. And so, well, I want to talk to you about what you do for a day job, and then we're going to get into the Configuration Manager State of the Union. But before we do that, why don't you, because you're kind of noted for mispronouncing some English words, in particular, kittygories, which I like because I have cats and I think they're awesome. So I prefer kittygories, but um, <laughs> why don't we turn the tables and let you give me some words to try to pronounce correctly well, in Dutch? Well, there, there's actually a, a, a list of, well, a couple of words that mm -hmm. I have problems um, pronouncing. And part of that is because I've learned English with British English, and this is US English, so oh, okay. that's, that's part of it. But the words I have problems with um, is alumi aluminum, Oh, right, okay. Um, schedule, mm -hmm. um, console, and then they basically change the product on us with advertisements, or advertisements as we tend to call them. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that was a challenge for us. They now call them deployments to avoid that part of the... Oh, of right, right, right. You, you, um, you've gotten them down. You're pretty solid there. <laughs> um, Brian keeps correcting me on them, so <laughs> there's a couple I can do now, um, I'm, and I, I still, every time I do them, I'm mm -hmm. still not sure in which ones I'm doing correctly and which not, whether it's categories or categories is a challenge. Right, there's right. There's a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But if you want to do one in Dutch, sure. Um, in Dutch, it's actually pretty close to the English one, but we say alumi aluminium. Al aluminium. Is that close? It's, it's close. <laughs> 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 Looks like you have similar challenges. Yeah, that I, I believe so. <laughs> I think if I were to ever present in Dutch, I would uh, be made fun of in okay. social media. <laughs> so this, um, let's talk quickly about what you do. You, in addition to showing up at conferences and running the State of the Union and quiz shows, you have a day job. What, where do you work and what's your title and what do you do? Um, I'm, I'm an independent consultant. Um, I do configuration manager related projects on just about anything that's related from new implementations to development for it, um, to health checks, to mm -hmm. as long as it's configuration manager or okay. now Intune related. Uh, that's basically my, my day job. As I'm yeah. an independent, um, my job title is whatever I see fit nice. on a particular yeah. day. <laughs> um, at conferences, I've been presenting myself as the junior consultant at my company because um, <laughs> I'm at that age where feeling young kind of matters. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, young people are always like, I'm a senior <laughs> vice president <laughs> of my one-person company. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. So how did you get into technology? When, when did it strike your fancy to um, get into tech? I actually study um, computer science um, in high school and college, uh -huh. so that's where um, where I started building my own computers back then. Mm -hmm. The stuff we did, yeah, okay, back then. And how long have you been working with Configuration Manager? Um, I'd say 15 years. Um, I actually started working for a training company, um, and I've been delivering SMS 2.0 training. Um, 
and that was just about the very first <coughs> oh, wow, yeah. point so in time where I got yeah, acquainted <laughs> to SMS and some of its quirks back then. Right, right. Uh, and during those trainings, I tended to replay uh, Microsoft meetings and how they came to certain decisions in the products. And oh, really? Oh, kind of mock some of those. That would be a fun conversation to have sometime. Okay, so <coughs> understand on your way here, you had a snafu with your laptop. I did. Um, yeah, I was, was working on the plane on some of the slides of the State of the Union. And when we landed, I put the laptop underneath my seat. Um, when we actually touched ground, I wanted to rush out as quickly as possible to get to the welcome reception mm -hmm. that we were yeah, yeah. Kind, kind of late for. Um, and I forgot to pick up my Surface Book and left it there. Painful, but you have a new one now, and you handled it fairly gracefully. I <laughs> oh, well. You seem to just kind of have a calm ease around these things. There, yeah, going into full panic mode doesn't help. Although I did panic when I realized I left it on the plane. Yeah, um, yeah, moment of, yeah. right, Are right. It? So no, um, luckily most of the data is cloud-based, so I kind of <coughs> quickly realized that it wouldn't take too hard to recover from for this particular week. It'll probably take me a couple of days to get set up again. Sure, you got to reset it up and sync your data down. Yeah. But yeah, for the listeners here, note what he did. His his laptop was encrypted, so nobody's going to get at his data, and it's all in the cloud. So be like Kim. <laughs> <laughs> for this particular thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe don't follow him around and emulate his entire life. So the configuration manager in MMS, State of the Union, the number one statistic, there are now six beer sessions, which is uh, how big of a percentage increase is that over the number of beer sessions last year? I'd have to gamble, but I think it's 50%. I think we had four last year. I think we have six. Um, Six now. But okay. That's, uh, <coughs> that's a gamble because that's the downside of beer session. I don't tend to recollect them all that. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, so I think if our speakers work hard, we can get up to 10 next year. <laughs> so this year we had 14 sessions that were so popular that they're being repeated. And Correct. that happens, as you explained, because people essentially you see the early signups and you're like, we, based on room size, need to double this. Yes, the, the board for. Um, MMS Mall of America basically sees that data coming in and then they decide on whether to move the session to a bigger room or to have a repeat so that people uh, get two time slots to go to a mm -hmm. particular session. Okay, great. And the state of the product, there were three versions of configuration managership this year or in the past year, 1606, 1610 and 1702 and 12 tech previews. And I've got to say, it is really impressive to me how the configuration manager team is like hitting all of these marks really consistently. Is that, is that, is that your feeling as well? It's new to see Microsoft in this kind of mode? Yes, yeah. yes it's, it's uh, as you said, it's remarkable to note that they're spot on every single deadline, <laughs> if you wish, that they set out. Because they're gonna do quarterly, they've hit quarterly every single time. They said we're gonna do monthly tech previews they hit a tech preview every single month um, for, I think, 20 months by now with wow. different tech previews. Um, so yes, it's, um, it's remarkable to see. And 
Well, Brad Anderson, the vice president yeah. um, of the systems management suite um, and responsible for it, has, been, has a blog out there that says, well, we're sassifying, which isn't the real word. The real word, sassifying. Yeah, no, and um, you pronounced it correctly, <laughs> 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 given that nice. it's not a real word, word. yeah. Yeah, um, and that's what they're doing to CM. They're building it as a software as a service product with the only slight uh, change that you still have to click the update button yourself, as with a, whereas a full SaaS product, obviously, the backend upgrades are, are done by the vendor, mm -hmm. but that's the only difference. That's the only difference, right, yeah. yeah. And if you look at the pace at which people click that update button, yeah, they're pretty close. It's going up. 17.02 is the most quickly adopted version of CM ever, right? So the rate of adoption continues to increase with mm -hmm. every release. And if you look at what Microsoft has done, um, they continue to release a lot of things. They also released the Configuration Manager Client SDK update, which uh, Aaron, <coughs> uh, Aaron from the product team actually was on stage and said, wait, what, what is this? So <laughs> I think he may have been joking, because he must know. But what is it? Uh, well, the Config Manager Client SDK, we've, al we've always had a Configuration Manager SDK. We've had SMS SDKs back in, uh, back in the day so that you could develop against Configuration Manager yourself. The Configuration Manager Client SDK is the very first time that we have a kind of separate portion of that just for the Configuration Manager Client. Because we've always been able to do quite a bit of automation against the server components mm -hmm. of um, Configuration Manager. The client components, we've had a com object to do some things there. Right, right, but there's right. now a more elaborate piece of documentation on how to do automation against uh, the client. And that's one of the rep, rep releases that was done in the past year. Because for the State of the Union, we always go over like, okay, what has been mm -hmm. released in the past, uh, in the past yeah. year? And then there's obvious the full, full product releases we now get quarterly yeah. and the tech previews. But this one was one that was announced on the TechNet blog of the Configuration Manager product team. Right, okay, okay, great. And they also have done CU4 for people who are running Configuration Manager tw uh, 2012 SP2, but uh, you will be kind of derided in perhaps a kind way if you're running 2012 around here. I mean, the message is clearly get on CB. What are you doing on 2012? It's not going to be updated very much, and everything good is on CB. So everything good is on CB. It gets, as you said, it gets more frequent updates. Um, the level of Windows 10 support in CM12. Um, is lacking certain things that you might want or that you should want <coughs> uh, when you start your Windows 10 project. So just before migrating to a new operating system, mm -hmm. first migrate your tool set to align with that operating system. Solid advice. Okay, so user voice. Um, last year, 502 open ideas, 144 active or completed, four started or completed planned. This year, uh, 1,660 ideas, so user voice is off the charts. Um, <coughs> and of those, I believe 136 were completed, but really it was uh, 160 because, as you were telling me, there's a secret user voice for MVPs. There's, a, there's indeed apparently a separate um section in, in user voice. I don't know in the back end whether it's a separate user voice or how they actually handle that. 
but some of the items cannot be seen publicly. By everybody, yeah. yeah. So as we're doing the State of the Union with the product team, obviously they have that data. Um, so according to their stats, they actually completed 160 uh, different user voices. So there's a secret items. user voice for MVP. What other secrets do you MVPs have? Do you like have your own island, like MVP island, where you go and plan we features or things? We don't have secret islands. Um, we do have a, a conference call on a monthly basis with, okay. the, with the product team, but no, we don't have a secret island just yet. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, test bench. David James mentioned that the test bench now has 200,000 items, which is pretty darn sweet, right? Um, 12,000 code check-ins with improvements over the past year, which is not too shabby. And that includes new features or just uh, bug fixes? Um, as far as I'm aware, I think that uh, includes everything, because 12,000 over a year period, because that's what um, that makes sense. So DJ was talking about was the past year as the State of the Union is. So 12,000 over, let's round the number of days in a year up to 400. Um, that means you have 30 code check-ins a day, um, wow. weekends and everything. That is amazing. So that is amazing. Quite and, a bit of work. And yet the product team seems pretty relaxed, so I, my hat's off to them for that. Um, top 96% of crashes fixed, which is, it's awesome, and it's also awesome that they're just like, there's no pretending anymore that stuff doesn't break and need to be fixed, because I remember Back in the day, 15, 20 years ago, companies would be like, I don't know, we don't have any bugs. And they would sort of try to play it down and pretend they didn't exist. Now there's just, there's no bug shaming, right? Everybody's just like, yeah, this is what happened. This is what we're doing to deal with it. Yeah, not really. The, the entire undocumented feature story isn't really alive anymore, where people would call bugs undocumented features. Um, and I think, in part, again, that's because of those quicker releases. They now have the monthly tech preview, so if they break something, they basically only need a month to fix things. Right, and right. Same thing, and that's their test bench, obviously, or their quality assurance yeah, portion of yeah. it. And then, in full releases, again, they have a very quick and easy method to update code. So, if they mess some things up, it's easier for them now to get people onto a build that has a fix for that particular issue. Whereas back in the day, if that happened, they basically had to release out of bands, hot fixes and updates that people had to, mm -hmm. um, had to install. And those weren't necessarily available to everybody or not everybody installed them. And then you got permutations of different configurations and stuff like that. All of that is gone. So that kind of makes their life, uh, life easier Right, right. Makes the code more stable. Yeah, so they're <coughs> they're listening to people. They're fixing things more quickly, and um, they're letting you know what's going on. They've also started putting their documentation into GitHub, which mm -hmm. is also really Microsoft is really cool now. I mean, not that they, not to say they weren't cool twelve years ago, but they're very very cool now. <laughs> they're an extremely cool company. They're just doing a lot of awesome things. So. You can actually go in now and comment on um, GitHub documentation, which people are doing. Um, and we have a few examples that you shared. One was uh, there were comments, you don't need a CAS, or I hate my CAS. And then somebody threw in, why do you keep dissing the CAS? Who made that comment? Um, that comment comes from somebody with the, uh, with the 
I'm looking for the name, the short name. <coughs> the initials? The initials, DJ. Ah. So we can only imagine who that is. Um, <laughs> but there was a certain individual with us on, uh, on stage that was part in coding and designing mm -hmm. that cast. So he doesn't <laughs> like us dissing it um, all that much. Um, we might be careful with dissing it too much because eventually he's going to come up with a feature so that we all end up with a certain cast-like and replication <laughs> functionality just to get back <laughs> at us. Um, so yeah. Yes, I, th I think more a good example of an innocuous comment that's more appropriate would be on data warehousing uh, service points. Somebody said, "I like cheese." This yes, <laughs> as as this may not get you cheese, but it won't upset anybody who's deciding what features go in the next release. Indeed. Um, on requiring Intune, somebody said, "Shut the hell up." Um, and this is my favorite on the topic of supporting for the Windows 10 <coughs> uh, Windows 10 and the Windows 10 ADK there was a rant about marriage issues <laughs> yes apparently these forums and where people can comment will let people just input just about anything and people on the internet will input just about anything <laughs> <laughs> they will do just about anything so uh, yeah, so that would be, uh, so that's an exercise we leave for the listener. You can go look up a rant about marriage issues by Googling Windows 10 ADK in the I don't comments. Think, I don't think you can look it up because you can give comments to the GitHub pages. Oh, they're not going to be shown publicly. No, they still ah, have to get approved. So okay. this, this is from their backend information and what they see come in as, uh, as suggestions for that particular topic. So, um, so I think where we want to go now, I'm just going to run through some fun facts they had. There were 60 new what's new scenarios, and these are puzzles, challenges in tech previews, where they're like, here's this sort of thing, see what you can do with it, or make it work, right? Yes. So challenges, uh, but no prize? Uh, there's recognition. Um, the, your admin UI will tell you how many of them you've actually, you've actually solved. And me and one of the other um, MVPs, Jorgen Nilsson, mm -hmm. were usually involved in a Twitter competition where we take screenshots of our admin UI um, and try to solve them as quickly as possible after a tech preview has um, yeah, yeah. come up. You might have heard a remark during the State of the Union that um, Jorgen asked DJM to release the tech preview, uh, the, 1605 one, uh, the 1705 one, this week on Friday, because he said, well, he, Kim doesn't have a laptop, so I kind of had to start into solving the puzzles. He missed his window. You've got a new yeah. laptop. Yep. Uh, so we're, let's talk about what's coming uh, in the near future. Um, by the way, a couple of things they noted. The latest version has an 82% increase in throughput in SQL uh, over where it was a year ago. So that was actually pretty impressive. And um, I haven't, yeah, and you said you haven't seen that manifest yet, but you've only just started deploying 1702. Yeah, I've, I haven't worked with 1702 um, all that much because, well, obviously there was uh, this, this conference and we still have to deploy 1702. Mm -hmm. uh, but that will be interesting to see and in, in where exactly in the admin UI that uh, we'll see um, influence of that uh, yeah, higher, yeah. higher throughput. Um, and whether that makes the admin UI snappier for organizations that have a lot of objects in there and have a slightly slower setup. So let's go, I'm just going to kind of run through this list here of uh, some of the things we expect to see in the near future that we don't have details on. There won't be details until they happen. 
Um, so you'd have to have a time machine to have the details, which if you had a time machine, going ahead and seeing what's coming out in Configuration Manager might not be your first choice. So with that in mind, site server, high availability, aka always on, what's the plan for that? Well, site server high availability, as the name says, is the very first time we actually get high availability for the site server component. Um, we've always had, uh, well not always, but we now have support for SQL clusters and have had that for quite a while. Mm -hmm. We now have support for SQL always on. So the code name for high availability for the site server is actually site server always on. Um, but that's the very first time that any critical component in CM will actually have a high available, uh, high, avail high, avail <laughs> high availability, a high available option, um, and that offers some additional stability and um, implementation options uh, going forward. Um, the site, high, site server high availability also helps in moving to new hardware, because oh, right, um, right. typically. Um, when a new version came out prior to this current branch and this um, quarterly updates, people would move to new hardware every time a new build came out. So if CM7 2007 had to be upgraded to CM2012, that typically was a moment where people would migrate to new hardware. Since we now have these recurring releases, there's no real trigger point in time yeah. where you would go <coughs> to new hardware so site server high availability will be one way to move to that new hardware smoothly um, by just installing an additional site server, moving it over, and then either leaving the old one behind or mm -hmm. keeping two servers at that point in time. Okay, great, thank you. And simplified cloud management, they're gonna have PKI-less, but secure uh, cloud distribution for your road warrior type people. Do you know much about that? Well, again, the, the code for that isn't finalized yet, so it's a bit speculation on what they're, uh, what they're gonna do now, uh, or what they'll do there. Um, my guess is it will still be certificate-based somehow, but yeah. it will not be a certificate server infrastructure yeah. that gets you the certificates. Um, even if you're not running um, based on a PKI nowadays in, mm -hmm. in CM, Clients still have certificates. They're self-signed, and the thumbprints of them are noted in the CM database to yeah, generate yeah. that trust. So mm. I assume they're going to have some kind of certificate structure, just not yep. PKI necessarily. Yes. Okay, and then we were talking about PowerShell and DSC integration in CM. What's that? Back in November, the MVPs were in Seattle for an MVP summit. Um, and one of the suggestions This is the island that you claim you don't have. Well, it's <laughs> just Seattle. It's not really an island. Yeah, we, okay. we, had, we had great weather in November in Seattle, though, which was kind of spectacular. Yeah, that is spectacular. Uh, um, we haven't had any since. <laughs> <laughs> so what is this feature? Um, so it's um, a way to have PowerShell scripts or DSC um, rules being a first-class citizen in the CM admin UI, and you get to deploy those without... Um, having to run real scripts through packages and programs or things like that. It's a new deployment type of item, if you will, okay. to more easily send um, scripts and DSC rules. Okay, um, great, great. Clients. And better surface driver management. Why was that needed? Why is surface driver management a problem and what's coming? Uh, well, surface driver management 
isn't necessarily a problem, but the services are becoming increasingly more popular at um, enterprises. So there's room for improvement to make that slicker and easier. Okay. Um, as there's room for improvement for just about any driver management, right, but right. doing it for surface is slightly easier as they kind of own the drivers for those. Right. Um, okay. They don't own the drivers for any other hardware. So they're trying to make, at least for surfaces, make that portion easier. And finally, the one thing I think that everybody probably wants the most, which is high DPI support. Now you can actually, you'll be able to scale your interface and have good resolution and larger everything, right? Yes, um, I'm kind of looking forward to that because I did own a Surface Book until a couple of days ago. I have uh -huh. a new one now, yeah, which yeah. are high DPI machines and working with the admin UI on, uh, that, that didn't support high DPI yeah. was kind of awkward. Kind of awkward. That's been plaguing people for years and years, in yeah. not just in configuration manager, but as like a thing, you know, these yeah. console type things generally don't scale well. Okay, thank you so much for joining us, Kim. And do you have a blog that people can go to to learn more about you? Yeah, I've finally consolidated all of the blogs I had because I've blogged on different uh -huh. sites over the past couple of years. Yeah. Uh, but all of it is now on www.oscc.be, which is the name of my company. Okay, fabulous. And you can see all of our podcast episodes. Well, you can see the ones that are videotaped and listen to all of them at adaptiva.com slash sccm-academy. Cheers. Thanks for being here.